Good morning, everyone. A happy New Year. Yeah. Oh, that was really lame, you guys. Come on now. Happy New Year. There we go. Nice work. Uh, who is thankful that we have an opportunity to gather together and worship Jesus? Right? Yes. And aren't we thankful that we have an opportunity to do that inside? Aren't you thankful that you own a car that started this morning? Absolutely. And those who are watching on video, I'm sorry if yours didn't. All right. uh, we are celebrating Blessing Sunday today. We have an opportunity to do some special things, and today will be a little more interactive. There are some stations that we'll talk about. And as we do, we're going to focus on Jesus, who has won the ultimate victory. We've been looking at a sermon series called Majesty, in which we've been looking at the different aspects of who Jesus is and why he came. And today, we celebrate Jesus, the victor. The opening shots of the battle, of the war between good and evil, were fired and in the first pages of the scriptures. God made all that exists out of nothing. And he declared it to be what? Good. Even very good. There was no evil. There was only good. And he took Adam and Eve and he plopped them down within all of that good that he had made and said, I want you to enjoy the creation that I have made. He also told Adam and Eve, there is this one tree in the garden where I have placed you, and I don't want you to eat of that tree. Why would God put a tree in the middle of this garden that Adam and Eve weren't to eat from? It was because in this one tree, Adam and Eve had the opportunity every day to choose God over themselves. In every other aspect of life, they could go out and enjoy the garden and do as they will. But in this one area, they had an opportunity to express love for God by being obedient to him. No matter how bad they wanted to eat of that fruit of the tree, every time they chose not to, they were saying, God, that's because you're exalted over me. It's you. I love you above all things. And every day they didn't eat of the tree until the day that Satan entered into the garden. Satan had already fallen. He had already said to God, God, it's me over you. And Satan now wanted to corrupt the, the creation. He wanted to corrupt all the physical creation. And so Satan entered into the garden and sought to convince Adam and Eve that what was evil was actually good and that they should go ahead and partake. And they did. They disobeyed God and evil won that day. Now, as soon as Adam and Eve participated in disobedience against God and evil won that day, a great question entered into human existence. And that question is, is it possible that good could ever win? If Adam and Eve had given in and evil had won the day and they had no sin natures and they lived in a creation uncorrupted by sin and the damage of sin, then what are the chances that good could ever prevail within us? Uh, people who are affected by their sin and have sin natures and live in a damaged creation, what possible reason would we believe that good could ever win? God immediately responds to that. And in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, as he curses Satan, he makes a promise to people 
that ultimately good will overcome evil. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, he says, uh, speaking to Satan, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. What does God say here? He says, war will rage. The Hebrew word for enmity means to have great hostility or warfare. God says there will be this great war that is going on. And it's a war between good and evil. And ultimately, it is a war between Satan and the offspring of the woman who is Jesus. And there will be this constant warfare going back and forth. And he says evil will win some of those days. Evil's going to strike blows. The serpent bites the heel of the offspring. Satan and evil struck blows against Jesus while he was ministering here on the earth. Satan struck a blow when Judas chose silver over faithfulness to Jesus. Satan struck a blow when Peter denied Jesus. Satan struck a blow when the night before Jesus' crucifixion, his disciples are in the upper room arguing about which one of them is the greatest. Satan struck a blow when the leaders of the nation, meant to shine the light of God all around the world, chanted, crucify him, crucify him. Satan struck a blow. And Satan still strikes blows every time we choose what is sinful and disobedient over what is good and what is right. Anytime we choose selfishness over love, Satan strikes a blow. Anytime we choose dishonesty over honesty, Satan strikes a blow. Anytime we choose lust over purity, Satan strikes a blow. Anytime that we choose covetousness over contentment, Satan strikes a blow. Anytime that we choose to prioritize work and entertainment over relationship with God, Satan strikes a blow. Satan continues to strike blows today just as he did during the ministry of Jesus. Anytime somebody chooses sin over righteousness, Satan strikes a blow. But God ultimately promises in Genesis chapter 3.15 that Satan and evil will be defeated. That ultimately good will prevail. The picture in that passage is of Satan the serpent striking the heel of the offspring Jesus. But ultimately that heel is upon the head of the serpent. Bringing ultimate defeat through his death. We read in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself, that's Jesus, likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. Yes, Satan and evil are very active in our world today. But God has promised that ultimately, Satan and evil will be defeated. And in Revelation chapter 20, we see Satan, the ancient serpent, thrown into the fires. Ultimately defeated and ultimately destroyed. It's been guaranteed by Jesus' coming. Hebrews 2, 14 and 15 says, It's been guaranteed by Jesus' death that he has defeated Satan. And we can live in that victory of Jesus in our lives. No matter what it is that we've given into in our lives, to whatever temptations have overcome us, 
They don't have to any longer because of what Jesus has done, gaining victory. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. It might be tempting to look back at your failings of 2021 and say, it's inevitable, I'm going to fail in those areas again. You may be able to look back at certain sins that you've given into for longer than 2021. It may be years of patterns of sin that you have been giving into. This verse says if you're a follower of Jesus, 2022 can be different. 2022 can be different because Jesus ultimately gained victory over Satan and evil and says there's no temptation that comes into your life that has to defeat you this year. Not, not a single one has to defeat you this year. Because of what Jesus has done on the cross and the presence of his Holy Spirit in your life, you can have victory over any temptation that you come against this coming year. You don't have to live in defeat. You can live in victory and in each and every area, no matter what it is. And, and ultimately, as we live in that battle, recognizing that Jesus has, has purchased victory for us so that we don't have to give in to sin and temptation, we look forward to the day where there is no more sin and temptation. Where we can celebrate that all sin has been done away with. That every bit of evil has been defeated. This is the promise that Jesus makes to us. That because of what he did on the cross, one day those who trust in him will experience resurrection with him and will live in a place free from sin. Free from temptation and free from evil. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Because he has defeated evil. We can have ultimate victory over sin and death. And we celebrate that today. That Jesus is the victor. We're, we're going to be celebrating Jesus' victory at a number of different stations here this morning during Blessing Sunday. One, there's going to be worship music, and we're going to have an opportunity to sing our praises to God, who is our, our victor. And so the worship team will come back up here in a moment, and we are going to be singing one song after another that praises and exalts Jesus Christ, the ultimate victor. And you are welcome to sit Stand, kneel, whatever it is that you would like to do in order to meet with God today and celebrate his victory as we sing together. Second, we're going to have an opportunity to take communion today, the Lord's Supper. Every time we take the Lord's Supper, we celebrate Jesus, the victor, who has defeated evil and sin and given us victory in him. And so whenever you're ready this morning as we're singing, you can make your way to the communion tables that are in the back corners and take the bread that represents Jesus' body and the cup that represents his blood shed for us. Spend time meditating on his forgiveness in your life and the ultimate victory he has purchased. Third, there are going to be prayer ministers who are going to appear up here in the front corners of uh, the worship center. They would love to be praying with you throughout this morning. You have been given prayer cards. Uh, 
And you can fill that prayer card out with something that you would like us to be praying for over the course of this year. And you can bring that prayer card up to those prayer ministers that will be up here in the front corners. And they would love to be praying with you. Maybe you're thankful for a victory that God has given you in your life. Maybe you want to pray for specific victory for this coming year. Uh, go and spend some time praying with those prayer ministers. Uh, back over here we have the surrender station. Maybe there's an area of your life that you have not fully surrendered over to Jesus. There is no victory in that area of life as long as we are trying to win the battle in our own strength. There is no victory in life as long as we are propping up some sort of idol that we are holding on to. And so we'd encourage you to go to the surrender station back there. And there are little flags that you can just write a one-word area of your life that you want to plant in front of the cross and say, Jesus, I surrender this to you. 2022 is a year of surrender to you in this area, Lord, in all areas. Finally, we have Children's Station. Uh, there are bags that were just outside if you've got kiddos today. And we have Armor of God Bingo that you can play. All of these images, I'm sorry, many of these images can be found around the room. And so if you're a kid that wants to make your way around the room, and find all of these images. Once you form a bingo, that's five in a row, is my understanding. You can actually go to the kids' table back here, and they have a prize for you if you happen to win that. I'll just tell you that I noticed that there's one of these up on top of the soundboard. I'm giving you one right now, guys. Up on top of the soundboard back there, and I give you that because it's like four feet tall. And if you happen to be a smaller kid trying to win this, that one can be a challenge to find. So... Uh, you know, have somebody lift you up so you can see uh, that shield of the faith back there. All right, so kids, you can play the bingo. There's extra coloring sheets back there if you go through the ones in your bag, and you can spend some time doing that together. The last way that we uh, have an opportunity to worship God this morning as our victory, victor is to participate in our offering this morning. We come before Jesus, our King, our Savior, Emmanuel, God with us, and we bring our offerings to him. He is our ultimate victor. And as we present our offerings to him, we recognize he's going to use them. He's going to use them and multiply them in order to bring greater amounts of his kingdom here and around the world. And so we're going to participate in the taking of our offering right now. Let, let me pray for us and then we'll pass the red buckets. Father, we are so grateful for your goodness and we're thankful for the opportunity we have to worship you in all of these different ways today. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would be at work in our hearts and minds right now as, as we sing your praise and take the Lord's Supper, surrender ourselves to you. As we worship you in all these different ways, be at work in us, bringing us into closer and closer relationship with you, King Jesus. Amen.